0: Letter thirty of Clarissa Harlow Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlow, Volume two, by Samuel Richardson. Letter thirty. Miss Howe to Miss Clarissa Harlow, Saturday, April 2nd. I ought yesterday to have acknowledged the receipt of your parcel robin tells me that the joseph leman whom you mention as the traitor saw him he was in the poultry-yard and spoke to robin over the bank which divides that from the green lane what brings you hither mr robert but i can tell high away as fast as you can no doubt but their dependence upon this fellow's vigilance and upon betty's leaves you more at liberty in your airings than you would otherwise be but you are the only person i ever heard of who in such circumstances had not some faithful servant to trust little offices to. A poet, my dear, would not have gone to work for an Angelica, without giving her her Violetta, her Cleante, her Clelia, or some such pretty-named confidant—an old nurse, at the least! I read to my mother several passages of your letters, but your last paragraph in your yesterdays quite charmed her. You have won her heart by it, she told me and while her fit of gratitude for it lasted, I was thinking to make my proposal, and to press it with all the earnestness I could give it, when Hickman came in, making his legs, and stroking his cravat and ruffles. I could most freely have ruffled him for it, as it was. "'Sir,' said I, "'saw you not some of the servants? Could not one of them have come in before you?' He begged pardon, looked as if he knew not whether he had best keep his ground, or withdraw, till my mother, his fast friend, interposed why nancy we are not upon particulars pray mr hickman sit down by your leave good madam to me you know his drawl when his muscles give him the respectful hesitation ay ay pray sit down honest man if you are weary but by mamma if you please i desire my hoop may have its full circumference all they are good for that i know is to clean dirty shoes and to keep fellows at a distance strange girl cried my mother displeased but with a milder turn ay ay mr hickman sit down by me i have no such forbidding folly in my dress i looked serious and in my heart was glad this speech of hers was not made to your uncle Antony. my mother with the true widow's freedom would mighty prudently have led into the subject we had been upon and would have had read to him i question not that very paragraph in your letter which is so much in his favour he was highly obliged to dear miss harlowe she would assure him that she did say but i asked him if he had any news by his last letters from london a question which he always understands to be a subject-changer for otherwise i never put it and so if he be but silent i am not angry with him that he answers it not i choose not to mention my proposal before him till i know how it will be relished by my mother if it be not well received perhaps i may employ him on the occasion yet i don't like to owe him an obligation if i could help it for men who have his views in their heads do so parade it so strut about a woman condescend to employ them in her affairs that one has no patience with them however if i find not an opportunity this day i will make one tomorrow i shall not open either of your sealed up parcels but in your presence there is no need your conduct is out of all question with me and by the extracts you have given me from his letters and your own i know all that relates to the present situation of things between you i was going to give you a little flippant hint or two but since you wish to be thought superior to all our sex in the command of yourself and since indeed you deserve to be thought so i will spare you you are however at times more than half inclined to speak out that you do not is only owing to a little bashful struggle between you and yourself as i may say when that is quite got over i know you will favour me undisguisedly with the result i cannot forgive your taking upon me at so extravagant a rate too to pay my mother's servants indeed i am and i will be angry with you for it a year's wages at once well nigh only, as unknown to my mother, I make it better for the servants according to their merits. How it made the man stare! And it may be his ruin too, as far as I know. If he should buy a ring, and marry a sorry body in the neighbourhood with the money, one would be loath, a twelvemonth month hence, that the poor old fellow should think he had reason to wish the bounty never conferred. I must give you your way in these things, you say, and I know there is no contradicting you, for you are ever putting too great a value upon little officers done for you, and too little upon the great ones you do for others. The satisfaction you have in doing so, I grant it, repays you. But why should you, by the nobleness of your mind, throw reproaches upon the rest of the world, particularly upon your own family, and upon ours too? If, as I have heard you say, it is a good rule to give words the hearing, but to form our judgment of men and things by deeds only, what shall we think of one who seeks to find palliatives in words, for narrowness of heart in the very persons her deeds so silently yet so forcibly reflect upon? why bless you not my dear friend to be thus singular when you meet with another person whose mind is like your own then display your excellencies as you please but till then for pity's sake let your heart and your spirit suffer little contradiction i intended to write but a few lines chiefly to let you know your parcels are come safe and accordingly i began in a large hand and i am already come to the end of my second sheet but i could write a choir without hesitation upon a subject so copious and so beloved as is your praise not for this single instance of your generosity, since I am really angry with you for it, but for the benevolence exemplified in the whole tenor of your life and action, of which this is but a common instance. Heaven direct you in your own arduous trials, is all I have room to add, and make you as happy as you think to be. Your own Anna Howe. End of letter 30